You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, June 21st. The next Service Management Community of Practice meeting will take place this Friday, June 23rd at 10.30 a.m. The Service Management Community of Practice serves to cultivate partnerships to achieve better understanding of service ownership and management, nurture openness, and create opportunity to grow by listening, sharing, and valuing others. This month, snow expert Paul Yellen is back to discuss using ServiceNow reports to your advantage. Paul will walk us through dashboards and reporting, covering pre-existing dashboards that you may find useful, and how to build reports that are relevant to your team. Join us for this casual and interactive session as we explore the potential of this powerful tool together. Keep an eye out for tomorrow's IT Services newsletter for the official Zoom link to attend. And that's the news for this week. Now let's send it over to Todd Anderson, who sat down to chat with Erica Zunega. Hello, podcast world. Todd Anderson, communications specialist here at the mic. Today, I'm joined by Erica Zuniga, who is business and technical support analyst here with IT Services. Erica, welcome to the pod, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, glad to have you on here. Okay, so let's start things off. Your journey working in tech began at the Institute of Technology in Modesto, California. Side note, I grew up in Stockton, so I know Modesto pretty well. <laughs> yes, Modesto. A lot of people either know it or do not know it, you know? Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, back to you, uh, where you received your computer network technician certification. Yes. So what led you to pursue that certification and what did that program entail? So when I was a child, I remember working closely with my dad, who was, um, he would bring home the old CRTs and was a waste management driver. Mm -hmm. So he would find old computers and then bring them home. And I remember him working on them. Uh, he never really got too into the details, but I remember thinking, hey, I really like what it looks like to open a computer and maybe I can try doing that. So I started looking into computer networking courses. I didn't really know if I wanted to go that avenue. So uh -huh. I, I, I went to the Institute of Technology first instead of venturing out to um, a college. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And what type, of, what type of stuff did you learn uh, during that certification? Um, there was a lot of so basic from DOS um, to uh, sysadmin things, right? So we did a lot of uh, the basic DOS commands and kind of learning all the terminology to the insides of a computer and then the hardware and then into a little bit more networking. Um, and then they, they provide you with a voucher that you can go and use and get your certifications if you wish to. Um, they gave you one one voucher, and then after that, if you failed, you would go back and um, pay for it yourself. And they're fairly expensive. So, yeah, I got my CompTIA A plus certification, and um, then after graduation, it was a networking technician cert. Okay, yeah. So, so continuing on there, what what were your next steps after graduating? Did you go into a, a position? Yeah. So there was a position that was open. 
under the sysadmin at Institute of Technology. Okay. So as soon as I graduated, you know, my one of my professors, uh, George, decided to say, hey, you, I think you'd be a great candidate. You would learn a lot. So filled out an application and was part-time and worked there for about a year and a half or so. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then uh, where did you move from there? Uh, did Did the experience make you want to go into a different direction or to pursue that same sort of position just elsewhere? So I started to get a little, you know, tired of the mundane things uh, that, you know, it becomes routine after a while. Mm -hmm. There's only so much hardware you can touch and um, so many computers you can kind of align. So I talked again to my old professor at that point, colleague, George. He said, you know, I usually refer um, students or colleagues to go to Robert Half Technology, which is... Um, it's contracting mm -hmm. and they will find different niches, you know, and, and I suggest that you actually go out there and do it for about two years because then you get a touch on different fields and you get a feel for what it is that you want to do and you don't get stuck in a company because he's like, I've seen a lot of people just stay put, you know, after their first job because it's, you become complacent. Yeah. So I went out and I got hired on with Robert Half and started doing different, different um, industries. In technology. Got it. So, so what were a few examples of the different uh, industries that you worked in? Yeah, um, I did a few warehouses. So one of them was SafeMart. That was really popular up north. So there was a bunch of dummy terminals, about 150 that needed to get swapped out. I did that for them, made sure that they all were able to get logged back into. I worked also with a lot of hospitals. Um, Sutter Gold Medical was one of them, Silver Lake in LA. Um, and that ranged from just basic help desk troubleshooting to running cables, you know. And I didn't know if I really liked the the hospital side of it because it's very, very demanding. And it was a uh, HIPAA. HIPAA was all over the place. So it still yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So so after a few years of testing different industries and and various versions of IT roles, you ultimately decided to go back to school and enrolled at Palomar College. Uh, yeah down here in San Diego County, right? And what did you study there? And where did that lead you afterwards? So I started looking into some of programming and again, a little bit of security that I was interested in and networking. At Palomar, I decided to go for my AA in computer science. And, um, but I met a few great people that, you know, that extended different jobs to me. My friend's dad was doctor, had a small office, and I did a lot of the, the back-end sysadmin. So it was less working with help desk. It was more of managing the systems mm -hmm. and, you know, doing raid on them, making sure they were up and running when they needed to be. And then I kind of stopped and took a look at what industry I wanted to go into and I happened to fill out an application for a company that was a construction company in the OC. Okay. And I stayed working there for about almost nine years. Wow. Yeah. So what were you doing with that? Same sort of stuff or? Yeah. So it was a group of um, three of us and it was the IT director and Sherry Butman. And there was one other colleague and myself and I was hired on to do the field support help desk. Okay. Um, and that entailed from fixing phones to troubleshooting servers to, we kind of did it all. It was, you wore the the hat, you know, whatever that day came about and whatever problem needed to get fixed, you kind of did it. And at the end, I was a, the lead for that department. So. So after those nine years uh, working with the construction company as the IT support lead, 
you left and joined us here at UC San Diego as a contractor in July of 2022. So what drew you to working at UCSD? Uh, well, you know, I had about seven months in between and um, I was really looking at my next home, my, my, you know, home away from home. Um, I knew that I had just was going to be turning 40. I have twin four-year-old boys and a wife at home that I was spending less and less time. And I was chasing technology and I was chasing money and I was chasing that comfort level, you know? Yeah. But I was missing something at home. It was like, I was seeing less of why I was working so hard for, and I had to kind of think about what my next step was. So I had other job offers, but UCSD kind of was very appealing because of its um the way that they sold themselves in the interview was um the work-life balance yes yeah so what i was really looking for was like work-life balance right and and it really did offer that platform here and the as a contractor the first week was like okay it's 4 30 go home erica i'm like but i have all these computers and all these cases i need to figure out go home and i didn't have for the first time something to take home to work on Yes. Yeah. It was a really weird feeling, you know, what an adjustment. Yeah. But also a wonderful adjustment to actually have that hard and fast dividing line between yeah. work and home. So you can go home and actually be at home and Absolutely. enjoy your personal time. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, it was a change that was much needed, you know, and I think that a lot of the things that we don't realize is you need that stability on both ends to be able to really be happy, you know, and, and find that balance with your mental health and physical health. And um, that's where I was at. And I was hoping that I would get the job here, but you know, it's, it's a lot to learn as yeah. a contractor. Yeah, definitely. So what, what did your day-to-day -day look like in the contractor role? So I am directly involved with field deployments and troubleshooting as a contractor. And I did a lot of, um, surplusing. So getting the old equipment back from um, different departments, making sure that we're completely wiped and then making sure that they were placed in the right, you know, pallet. So then they can get sold by UCSD basically. And then learning a lot of the different departments as well. So I was doing, I was helping the technicians that were here senior to me kind of narrow down their queue also. So anything that they would put on um, my desk, I would try to figure out. So it went from printers to networks to installs, software installs, asset managing. Those, those are a few things that I can think about right yeah, now. Yeah, lots of different things, ever-changing, yeah. just addressing whatever yeah. is needed. Okay, so you mentioned in our pre-interview discussion that one week prior to receiving the career job offer for, for the position that you're currently in, you were offered a position from UC San Diego Health. Yeah. And yeah. you had to weigh which direction you wanted to go. So what went into your decision to stick with IT services and not go over to the health side of things? Yeah. So one of the things that I was um involved with as a contractor, which, you know, I, I guess they didn't really do this much, was I was in the hive rotation. And, you know, there's a name that I heard all along. It's Glenn. And Glenn used to run the hive and it was big shoes to fill. So the, the hive is kind of like the, the genius bar, right? You drop off your stuff if you need 15 minutes worth of turnaround time, basically. And there's a lot of things that you have to fill in, like what department, what what's not working, right? 
or re redirect it to uh, the correct department so you can get the right help. But I did not know if I was going to get the job. So I kind of had interviewed accidentally with the health side because mm -hmm. my boss said, okay, hey, there's a the job opening if you would like to um, fill out an application and we'll kind of go from there. And I clicked off on the wrong link. So on the website, it looks really similar, but I had gone to the health one. So my boss reached out. He's like, hey, I was surprised that you didn't fill out an application. I said, wait a minute. Yes, I did. And I even have an interview, like, <laughs> you know, like, he goes, that's not us. So they actually, uh, I still had time to do the application for this side, UCSD side versus the health. By that time, I had gotten a call within a week that they wanted to go to the next step on the health side. So it was like a, it was a rush to, am I going to get the job, you know, or I was nervous because I was supposed to start the Monday after, yeah. you know. Oh, so making that decision, yeah. It was February 19th, I think I was supposed to start, which is, um, or was a Monday. And they were told me UCSD side on the 17th that I had the job, so. So uh, as you just said, February, you, you got hired on as a career employee, which I will say, first of all, a belated congratulations for that. Yes. Uh, I rejoined the department in uh, November in, in a, in a different role. I had been away for a year um, and my role previously, which I don't know if you knew, uh, was that I worked with Glenn in the Hive as the first people uh, really worked there. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn was obviously running the field support yeah. side of things, and I was working uh, in the business office uh, at that point in time. So I was handling the admin side of things. Yeah. Uh, so I know personally, <laughs> from personal experience, that that you know working in the Hive is a unique yeah. position to be in. Your front and center. You can't run away from no. it. People are coming at you all day in oh, yeah. various moods and sometimes with questions or issues that you can't solve for them. So exactly. how have you adapted to that challenge and how do you think things are going so far? You know what? I I, I love learning and I like a challenge. I, I have ADHD and it's hard for me to sit still sometimes. So that's that's the biggest challenge, really, to stay yeah. in one spot. But, you know, the people that come in are knowledgeable. They're not just people that have no idea what's going on with this. We're a part of the ITS group. That's who we support, right? Um, the business side of it. So asking questions, asking a lot of questions. We have different applications that we can reach out to our team members. And, you know, Teams is really used around here. And we tend to use it to all it's, you know, it's supposed to be doing. It's if you don't know an answer and if you steer somebody wrong, they're going to come back. Their frustration level is going to grow. Um, so it's customer service 101, right? Understand that if somebody comes in upset, it, it's not you. First of all, I am so impatient with my own technology. So I could just imagine what the other end looks like. Exactly. You can come Don't take personal. Yeah. So another topic that you highlighted in our initial conversation, uh, which I agree is super important to discuss, is equity, diversity, and inclusion as core values at UCSD, and especially within our own department. I was wondering if you would like to share your perspective on being a woman in the field side of IT services, and maybe within that, offer any thoughts on ways that we can all improve and how we interact with our colleagues, regardless of who they are. Being a woman in the field, 
has its ups and its downs. I think that it's great to hear the positive. Oh, you're, you know, we don't really see enough women out in the field. And it's, it's nice to see, you know, somebody with more customer service or more geared towards um, having a conversation or, you know, it, it's good to hear the, those, those compliments. And at the same time, you take them for what they are because you're like, well, I'm really here to be a technician at the end of the day. Right. And, and they have, I've had situations where I am leaving a computer just fine. You know, it's, it's a great computer at the end of the day, I fixed your problem. And, um, they, they, they still have questions, you know, they have more, well, well, how did you get that working and fixed? And it's more of a, it's almost like a challenge for somebody to understand. It's, it becomes uncomfortable at, at times, you know, because I don't really think there's any ill intent. It's just in their instant nature. You know, yeah. you, you have these conversations and sometimes I've been in a conversation where it had nothing to do with anything. And, and they're like, well, you're, you're not just a pretty face, you know, and, and you kind of stare off into space saying what you take that. How am I supposed to take that? Or people tend to speak over you too. Like, it's like the colleagues don't do it on purpose, but they just, they have something more to say. Yeah. Or if you try to help in any way, it becomes a competition, which I am the least competitive person. All I'm trying to do is learn and help. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to paint a picture without being a, it's not a victim that I want to be. It's, oh, I want to yeah. bring up a subject so we could all kind of just hold hands because yeah. it takes a lot of handholding of each other. I mean, we, we as humans need to look at each other as that just humans not pick and point what it is that we can do or not, you know? Exactly. Or, and I mean, part of, part of this is just, listening you know right. for, for someone like myself and for our listeners in general it doesn't really matter that there's any conclusive statement yeah. being made or that it's all perfectly spoken it's more just people need to hear others experiences so that they can you know live in their shoes for just that minute and you know if that changes anybody's perspective in the least than mission accomplished you right, know? Yeah. And that's all we can do it's better than like you said it's better than sweeping it under the rug and being quiet you know now is and not I, the time for doing that anymore no and i i think we have the platform right now it's the time to do it you know if anything and a lot of the people that do it don't know and don't realize it so it's not like it's coming out of a bad place it's they really do not know it because i've started to speak up and say after a while you know i have my voice and i'm like you know I, I've kind of had enough. So I'll say, hey, I'll pull it aside an issue and say, you know, this 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 is how this felt. Yeah. Um, and I know this is not intended, but and they're like taken aback. They're like, oh, Erica, that is that is not what I was trying to do, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, what? and maybe it could have been said in a different way or whatnot, but then they start looking inside and it doesn't happen again. And it's amazing what you can do when you say something because it stops it. Instead yeah. of prolonging something and you growing bitter it yep. just stops it people don't know sometimes what they're doing but I don't know yeah I don't there's no there's no easy way to, to no. wrap that topic up yeah. it's just it's just great to hear your perspective uh, yeah. uh yeah I mean these are the types of conversations that we just want to keep flowing you know there's no particular answer but 
the fact that we're talking about it and, uh, you know, getting it out there, I think can only be a benefit to other people and to have other people hear, uh, you know, other people's perspectives. So moving to a big picture perspective for yourself, where do you envision your career going in the future? Are there any new avenues of working in technology that intrigue you? Uh, yes, I think right now um, I'm starting to look more into security. Cool. You know, I think nowadays it's it's big, it's huge. You know, there's so many breaches out there. COVID didn't help the situation. There's a lot of um, hijackers out there. You know that that's their profession. That's what they want to do. And I kind of want to do the same thing, but for the opposite, for the good team. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be able to learn all those nuances and help not catch the people because I'm not policing, but just prevent it from the company yeah. that you care for, the company that, you know, you work for. So um, I'm looking at maybe taking some courses here at UCSD, you know, once I'm more acclimated and, and hopefully getting some certifications and maybe transitioning slowly to that yeah, department. That's- that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, I know that's a major, major thing. Uh, I update the cybersecurity awareness page yeah. on a monthly basis. And so I'm getting a little bit more involved in just seeing the topics, seeing, you know, the the currents of what's going on. So I feel like that's a that's a great direction to move towards uh for for the future. So now let's get on to some fun stuff and yeah get to know you a little bit personally. So you said you have twin boys that are four years old. Yes. Uh, don't have children. So my question is, how on earth do you manage that? And, and yeah. what do you all enjoy doing together? Well, I am still um, trying to figure out how to manage it, of <laughs> course. Um, and it becomes harder when they're double trouble, right? Yeah. So um, they run opposite directions, never in sync when they're up, um, sick or and everybody's sick at home all the time. So, um, but they're amazing and it's been a challenge, but it's really, um, it's amazing to become a mom. So uh, one of the things that we like to do for fun is right now the boys are very into cars. So everything cars, we go shopping and they tell us um, exactly where they want to go, how they want to do it, when they want to do it. And we're kind of letting them, you know, explore who they are, but at the same time, trying to also let them understand that there's a world out there and rules. So, and I'm trying to guide them towards my love for dragons. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next thing I was going to mention. You, you yeah. said you geek out on anything to do with dragons. Uh, yeah, you know, and it, I don't know if it started with Game of Thrones. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with GOT. Yep, that was going to be my next follow-up question was uh, if you were into Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, because uh, they play obviously a very prominent role in those series. Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, the dragons were my favorite actors in, you know, in both those uh, series. So I was disappointed at the ending, of course. So I am now protesting, but <laughs> dragons had nothing to do with that. So yeah, I mean, they're just, why not? I mean, everybody's like, they don't exist. I'm like, well, maybe they did. Maybe just like dinosaurs, they did. You never know, you know? I mean, fascinating uh, creatures that have been in our mythologies yeah. for thousands of years across all cultures. I think there's yeah. something in, subconscious in humanity that has an interest in the idea of dragons. It draws us back to the beginning, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, and I'm, right now it's all about the boys really. Um Whatever it is, we're taking a trip to Hawaii here recently. So, I mean, we're going to be taking a trip to Hawaii 
in the next week or so. Oh, so which island are you going to? Uh, Maui. Oh, Maui is yes. awesome. I, yep. Hawaii is just one of my favorite places. I've been to Kauai and Maui a couple times each, and I've just been dying to go back there over these oh, last Actually, weeks. no, we're going to Kauai. Sorry, not Maui. Oh, Kauai. Well, either way, yeah. Maui's um, where I got married. Oh, awesome. Oh, man, that was my plan, but it didn't work out that way. But uh, yeah. Kauai is really beautiful. I love I love that it's way more laid back and more uh, nature and like yes. rugged terrain. Are there any types of things you're planning on doing there or just chilling out? I'm just chilling right now. We're, we This is going to be the first trip for the boys. So they've never been on a plane. Um, so we're going to be doing that. And then, um, my wife's brother lives in Hawaii right now. So I'm sure there's a lot of like hidden spots that he would like to take us to. And just, if you've been out there, there's a whole bunch of, what are they roosters or chickens? They're they're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So I'm sure the boys are going to love that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, that'll be super fun. I'm very jealous. You all have an amazing time doing that. So, I, I mean, I think with that, we can, we can conclude there. We've covered a lot of ground. Erica, thank you so much again for joining us on the podcast and allowing us to get to know you a bit better. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.